0: Hello, awesome people. Welcome to Embrace the Pivot. I'm Dr. C. Robinson, your host for the show. Join me as we discover what pivoting actually means and how you can embrace your pivot during life's transition. Happy International Women's Day, everyone. For all the women listening, go get them. Be a shark. Be a tiger, be a butterfly, whatever resonates with you, be it and go get it. We are celebrating the women who made what we have today possible. And we are celebrating that we are paving the path for those who come after us. So, cheers to us. My guest today, Megan Griffin, is the founder and CEO of Skin Farm. And she is the true definition of a trailblazer. I am so excited for you to hear her story today. She just went for it. Her story shows courage. And that is a big key to successfully pivoting. I know that courage may sound surface advice, But it's really not. Think about how many times you've wanted to do something in your life, but you've talked yourself out of it or someone else talked you out of it or you came up with so many different excuses that held you back. Maybe eventually you went for it, but maybe you could have done it sooner and seen different results or seen quicker results. Megan just went for it. And that's why I really love her story. She didn't let anything hold her back. She saw a gap that she could fill within her specific industry. She has three little kids and she just went for it. She took the courage. She took a deep breath and said, I will figure it out along the way. Sometimes that is all that you need just to start. You just need a little bit of courage, belief in yourself, and just put that one foot out there, one foot in front of another, and keep going. We all make mistakes. We all fall down. It's how you get up. Do you get up with grudges? Do you get up with resentment? Do you get up with negative thoughts in your head? Or do you get up and say, okay, lesson learned, brush it off. I can figure this out. And that is what you have to do. It doesn't matter if you want to start your own company or if you want to pivot within the same industry that you're working in. It is just remaining steadfast. A little bit more about Megan. She is opening up brick and mortars across the country expanding. She currently opened up her first one in Tennessee and now she has quite a few under her belt, which she will share during the interview. In addition to her product line, she is known for her innovative work in cosmetic dermatology, facial rejuvenation techniques, and aesthetic medicine utilizing the latest cutting edge technology an early adapter of injectables and skin laser technologies. Her artful work has secured her reputation as a practitioner who helps her patients create meaningful internal and external changes in their lives while finding a balanced approach to anti-aging and beauty. Megan has a really incredible story. Again, she took the courage and she went for it. I am so excited for you to hear her story and how she got to where she is today. Everyone, please welcome Megan to today's episode of Embrace the Pivot. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. All right. You have had quite the pivot. You went from an ICU nurse and and now to an entrepreneur. So what would you say is your biggest career pivot within that time frame?
1: Oh. So lots of pivots have occurred. Uh I would have to say the most obvious one would be when I went from being a nurse practitioner working for a plastic surgeon, so practicing alongside him and a dermatologist to launching my own business um which includes uh, opening cosmetic dermatology clinics um curating a skincare line building a brand um and i've done that alongside starting my uh, journey into motherhood so while there is lots of pivoting, that that has to be the pivot of all pivots in my book. A lot of people,
0: they feel that they want to open up their own business and they think they can open up their own business, but where do they start? So you talked about opening up your own business, doing your own skincare line, all those things together and building out your own brand. Where do you start? How do you manage all those verticals and being a mom on top of it?
1: Um, That's a good question. I I think I might have blacked out, but, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so in 2016, I was building the company before we opened Skin Farm in 2017. And 2016 is also when I had my first of my three children. And I never had the intention of opening a business and being an employer, an entrepreneur. It just kept becoming more and more evident that if I wanted to gain control over the experience that patients, clients, and customers were having in this space, that I was going to have to do something about it. So it went from me identifying it to like being annoyed and complaining to understanding that I was going to have to actually do something about it, which meant starting my own company. I think that the timing was kind of right before this industry just really became super popular. And the timing was also, as I mentioned, when I started my journey into motherhood and I can't decide if it was just like, oh, they, you know, how interesting that that happened together or if becoming a mom carrying a child delivering a child was empowering to the point that and I think a lot of women experience this that you're kind of like, well, what can I not do now? So I think it lit this fire within me that even further, um, you know, encouraged me to take this scary leap. Um, But for me, it's just all happened. So organically, and that it was selfishly brought about from a desire that I had that I, I wanted as a patient, um, that I wanted the experience to be as a patient in this industry. And thankfully, it clicked. And that's what a lot of other people happen to want too. So it's, you know, I didn't, as I mentioned, I wasn't always wanting to start a company, it just came from this personal passion. And flash forward, six years later, we have five soon to be six clinics and a skincare line that is sold throughout the country. I never dreamt that it would be what it is today. And I look forward to doing even more. Thankfully, as I mentioned, a lot of people are um, catching on to the, the skin farm way, which I do find unique in a somewhat saturated industry. So you mentioned something
0: very profound. You said that once you start your own skincare line, you wanted to be a patient in this industry. And I've never heard anyone that I've interviewed say that. They might have thought it, but they've never said that. So, how did that help you build out your brand and build out Skin Farm?
1: The clinic came first in 2017, and then the skincare line came second in 2018. And the, the clinic was the entire like the experience that I wanted where I really wanted to combine a professional safe, clean environment with a welcoming, luxurious, like inviting environment. And it was, I just wasn't seeing those two things combined. So the clinic, the brand was launched upon that idea. And then the same thing happened with the skincare line and that I was seeing, I couldn't really instruct my patients to use a whole skincare line that I truly believed in. So Mm -hmm. the same process occurred where I said, okay, well, I'm just going to take things in my own hand and start my own skincare line. And thankfully uh, the two just work so well together. They go hand in hand and that our patients who come into the clinics end up informing our skincare line. We have MPs and PAs who are evaluating these patients regularly. They're um, discussing their skin concerns. And then we go back to our product dev department and we're saying, okay, this is what we're seeing. This is how we need to build this product. Again, I think that's really unique and not something that other companies can say. And that we are building this. One, it's something that I love and believe in, but we're expecting the patients to be our customers and actually buy it and use it. So why wouldn't we listen to them and make it? about them.
0: So when you said that if someone's having an issue and one of your product lines doesn't necessarily resolve that issue, you go back to the dev part dev department. And then how long does that to how long does that process typically take?
1: So I think that there's room for every person to experience skin farm both in clinic and at home. Um, There are different benefits in our skincare line and our in-clinic treatments. Those go a little bit deeper, but I really love the idea that since we don't have clinics everywhere yet or in every major city, I do love that we have our skincare line, which is accessible to everyone. And we do see amazing before and afters, amazing results treating common skin disorders like acne, melasma, rosacea and that's from using just our skincare line. A lot of people who do live in areas where we have clinics will also come into the clinics to sometimes it's just about hastening results, you can get there a little bit faster when you visit us in clinic. Um, And then of course, there's injectables that we do in clinic, which can't be administered at home. So there's um, benefits to both. And obviously, it's ideal if you can do both of them. But I've been truly amazed um, the kind of results that we've been able to achieve through people using our at-home skincare. As you were building out
0: your team and your very first clinic location, what was one of the main obstacles or challenges that you faced, and how were you able to manage that mindset to forge forward?
1: You don't know what you don't know, right? Like I hadn't experienced it yet, so everything is We're just learning along the the way and I've always tried from the very beginning to just do what's right um, when it comes to the team and mentoring and managing and I try to stay true to myself in that I like to focus on being kind and compassionate and I think it's common for CEOs, entrepreneurs, managers to believe that If you're compassionate and collaborative, it can undermine your authority. And I disagree. I think that you can be caring and focused on empowering your team members and helping them grow while also making unpopular or challenging decisions. I'd like to see that even more. And I think that when I first started, a lot of what I saw in CEOs was not that I think that was lacking. So um, I I kind of struggled with that. And then thankfully, I just kind of had to look within and be true to myself. And I think it's working. <laughs> um, the, there's, you know, I've learned plenty in the last six years. And I'm sure I'll, you know, in the next six, I'll look back and say, Oh, my gosh, I, you know, I could have done this better. But I think just considering those instances where you maybe could have done better at learning and just making yourself better for yourself and your team is what makes someone a good leader. All right.
0: During the pandemic, I was bombarded (laughs) with pitches for people who started their own skincare lines like bombarded. 80% of my pitches were for skincare lines, apparel (laughs) lines, and CBD company, oil companies. So since you started way before the pandemic, how were you able then to one re, uh, maintain your reputation, but two build on that during the pandemic to stand out amongst all these other yeah. uh, up and coming skincare lines?
1: Yeah, I mean, so as I mentioned, the like the aesthetic industry in general, it's it's a very exciting space right now, um, and that means both like clinics, or a lot of people refer to them as med spas and skincare, as you were mentioning. And I think, honestly, skincare is even more, if you want to say saturated or competitive, I can only imagine how many pitches you had. (laughs) Um, So in regard to 2020, um, or in regards to 2020, we had just, I'm like, this could be a whole nother episode for us, but we had just opened the Buckhead clinic in Atlanta. So that was our second clinic. That was our first clinic outside of our hometown. We opened it. I believe it was like 14 days before shutdown. That's (laughs) that's, and I know a lot of people went through the same pain. Um, But that was tough because, you know, we, we, the business relies on people to come in, The at least for the clinic aspect. So mm-hmm. we got really creative. I really think it was so awesome for the team in the long run to see how we came together. And I mean, we were doing lives, we were doing consults. We were, um, We I honestly think it was a time where we, because we were forced to focus on our like web presence, our digital presence, we got that much better. Um, we really focused on the product line. I think that's what propelled a lot of the like reformulations and upgrades that we're still undergoing right now. The clinic here in Nashville became like, we didn't have a warehouse at the time. We do now, but it became a warehouse. Like, it was very interesting to see Room one, where like Botox and a BBL would be done, was like the bubble wrap room. (laughs) So (laughs) it was wild. And I think I was pregnant with my I was pregnant with my third too. Um, So I just I do a really good job of making things challenging, you know. Like (laughs) I I did that to myself, but um, yeah, I think uh, for 2020, as I mentioned, I know it was hard on a lot of people, but um, I think it just made us stronger and um I'm really proud of how the team overall how we handled it
0: how has being an entrepreneur helped you with motherhood
1: I can't decide if being a mother has helped me with time management in my job or if it's the other way around um I think there's so many lessons in parenthood that um apply to just like working with other people and managing other people and expectations. And again, just like being caring and like caring for your children at home and carrying that over to the people who, who work for you, who have decided to work for you and help you with your labor of love. Um, So as much as it's made it very challenging, I'm grateful for it. And I can't imagine it um, being any other way. I think that there are lessons in both areas that um, bleed into other areas and it, it's very beneficial.
0: All right. What is your biggest piece of pivoting advice for anyone who is looking to change jobs in the same industry or start their own company?
1: So for this pivot in particular, I would like to think that I went into it with a, a proper understanding of what was about to happen, but I would say that I underestimated the, the need for a support system and a wellness program, thankfully. And I'll elaborate on that, but thankfully I, I caught on pretty quickly that I was going to need um, just more support, taking care of my children. And I, I, ha- I have to work out for mental health and, I would recommend you have that in place before taking the leap. And then also just making sure that you are doing it for the right reason. I think if you're not, and if the passion isn't there, you will burn out quickly. It is challenging emotionally and financially and physically. And I definitely have... More gray hairs because of it, Aww. Probably more wrinkles, but thankfully, skin Farm is there for that. It's been so rewarding, and I would not discourage anyone to take the leap. I, I I would really encourage it. I just think going into it with the right expectations and and that probably comes from just you know talking to other people who are doing it um, and hopefully getting some transparent answers and just having a right plan in place. Is there anything else you would like to talk about that we didn't touch on today? So we recently opened a clinic in um, Franklin, which is here in Nashville, which is our first experience of having two clinics in the same market. And it's really exciting for us because Nashville, as I mentioned, is the first um, city that we opened our clinic in. And so the fact that we have had so much support since opening that we had to open another clinic is just really exciting. Um, And we opened that last month and we'll be opening in Houston and we have lots of products that we will still be launching. So there's just yeah. lots going on. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah.
0: Where can my listeners find you on social media or skin farm?
1: Yeah. Um, so skin farm, you can find on Instagram. It's S K I N underscore P H A R M. And then my personal on Instagram is it's Megan Griffin. M-A-E-G-A-N, and then it's 3F-G-R-I-F-F-F-I-N. And we're both pretty active on there. So we'd love to talk to you on social media. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. Yeah.
0: You can follow me, Dr. C, on Instagram at EmbracethePivot. I hope all of you embrace your pivot.